I'm Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with The Jewish Journal. This Friday, June 14th, the streets of Tel Aviv are going to be bustling with probably over a quarter of a million people. Why? One word says it all. Pride. While we're not at the top of the list, Tel Aviv boasts one of the world's most impressive pride parades. Being situated in the heart of the Middle East might have something to do with that. But what is pride? What is it that attracts over 250,000 people to march through the streets of Tel Aviv? To many, this topic is still controversial. Not just the idea of non-hetero relationships, but also the institution of marriage, the roles and makeup of parenthood, and the definition of gender itself. Surely, Charlie Kleinman is an activist, a public speaker, a journalist, and the biz dev manager at LGBT Tech. Sorry, LGB Tech. It's a tough one. LGB Tech, which is a non-for-profit which facilitates a social business network for the LGBTQ community in the tech industry. Shirley Charlie also advocates for the community on various media platforms and outlets. We're very excited to have Shirley Charlie on the podcast today to talk about their life story and to enlighten us a bit about what pride really is. So maybe we could start with that. First of all, thank you for thank joining. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. We're super excited. So <clears throat> what what is pride? How would you define pride? I think pride is uh, like in the LGBTQ sense of the word. It's a, a t- mainly two things. Well, three. Uh, one is um, being present showing that we're here and that we're full of of spirit and we uh we're everywhere and uh we're like in every part of the community part like we're in every city and we're in every country um and we're part we're just part of the human race because sometimes people uh, don't see LGBTQ people, especially T and Q people, trans and queer people, as human. Um, so it's just to show that we're we don't need to be included as part of the community because we are already by existing a part of the community. Uh, there is a community. Yeah, the, like the the, the human community. Meaning, ah, yeah. 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 Um, also, I think it's about demanding our rights as people who are part of the human community, um, being uh, treated equally by law, being treated fairly by other people and respectfully uh, and kindly. And also to provide a family for other people like us uh that might not even have the the courage to even at some point say that they're part of us or mm-hmm. think that they're part of us but they are and hopefully when they see us at pride whether it's in Tel Aviv pride parade or the Jerusalem pride parade sorry uh which are completely different from one another cuz one is a bit of a party and one is more political and um and like, rebellious yes sort of, it yeah. has like a very uh 
like it's it's a type of protest, like mm-hmm. a, a real type of protest. Uh, I think that uh, people can can find themselves in like they they can meet their like chosen families when they go to Pride. Uh, they can see people that they might identify with or want to be like. Uh, sometimes you can get like a hug from a mother if your mother doesn't really accept you as you are. And uh, I think it's amazing. I think it's like a very, it's a very empowering, yeah, empowering, comforting place to be in. And also I think, yeah, it's celebratory in some way of the achievements we already have and the, it's from anything from policy change and and just uh just mentally awareness. yeah awareness changing yeah. people's views about us um uh celebrating with allies mm-hmm. stuff like can that can you tell us about your first bright parade wow um i i don't remember specifically if it was the first first I can say that um, before I went to Tel Aviv parades, I was I had a few years of going to Jerusalem parades uh, because I like the the um, like the more political side of the story. Uh, Just so our listeners understand, yeah. kind of give them some context. I think it was was it two or three years ago that there uh, that a young girl four years mm-hmm. ago was actually murdered at the Jewish uh, Jerusalem uh, Pride Parade. Um, by a fanatical. I mean, he was a Orthodox. crazy guy. Uh, Orthodox. Orthodox guy. Okay. Uh, uh, Who was just released from prison that week, right? Yeah. yeah. Her ba- name based- was Shira Banky. Yes, her, her name, name was Shira, Shira Banky. And what happened was, uh, the guy, uh, which I would not repeat his name because I think it should not be spoken of, and should not give attention to a person in that way after doing such uh, horrible deeds. Um, in Hebrew, they say, Mach Shemo. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, so that person was released from prison that, I think, week or month um, after s- doing time for com- coming to that same parade 10 years ago, like 10 years back, tr- mm-hmm. trying to kill other people and succeeding in injuring people. Yeah. And I was in both parades, the first stabbing parade and the second one. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm not sure if... No, I, I don't think the first stabbing parade my, was my first parade, but it was monumental. Like, I still... I I walked beside uh, the marching band and the parade. The first one, 10 the, years before the Yeah, stabbing. the first one. So it's 14 years ago. Yeah, yeah, you were 14 years old? ago. Uh, 20, 22. Okay. Going on 22. And uh, I think, like, when I, 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 I uh, marched beside the marching band, and when the first stabbing happened, they stopped the parade, and like rumors were going and and things like people were very um uh overwhelmed and uh they decided to continue walking to to show that nothing would break her spirits and i think it was amazing 
and uh, the marching band uh, kind of restarted the parade. And every time I hear the marching band in the parade now, I get a bit triggered. Like it's it's kind of uh, ominous in my mind. Although everything is fine and I I feel secure. Um, <clears throat> But it's kind of it kind of triggers something. I have to say that um, the first parades were, I think, every parade even. But it's like when as as you become part of the community more and more, then it kind of changes. But it always gives a really nice sense of family, and it always, uh, especially in Jerusalem, I was completely obs- obsessed with Jerusalem drag. Uh, what we didn't speak about was the fact that I, I, I'm a drag king. Well, I, I used to be a drag king uh, until, I don't know, a few months ago. What's the difference be- between a drag king and a drag queen? Uh, well, I play, I perform male, um, roles? male roles. Yes. Okay. Like. Uh, Instead of like a, a female, a yeah. male dressing as a queen, it's kind of a female. <clears throat> Basically. Um, the like with trans people mm-hmm. when you speak about uh the gender you transition to like mm-hmm. a trans female is person assigned male transitioning like um yeah yeah so so i, I want us so, to talk about gender just, and, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> just a sec so uh when we talk about kings and queens we talk about the performance and not where the not the performer's uh, okay, identity for instance, so it doesn't matter. No, the... yeah. For instance, um, uh, drag queens can uh-huh. be cisgender men, even heterosexual men, like Dame Edna. Uh, uh, the the uh, Barry Humphreys is heterosexual, so mm-hmm. they could be heterosexual cisgender men. They could be homosexual cisgender bi whatever. They can be uh, what some people call bio queens. Uh, so to speak, which are women doing drag as women. You don't uh, see like that much, It's what? less known. Yeah, yeah, but it, it exists. That's what okay. I'm saying. Okay. Uh, the, 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 uh, and they could be trans, trans mm-hmm. women, trans men, whatever. But yeah. the performance is of a drag queen. Mm-hmm. So. so, okay, so I, want, I do want us to talk actually more about kind of gender fluidity and mm-hmm. the definition of gender. But maybe first, if you could tell us kind of your a bit about your story. When did you start kind of feeling the things you were feeling or knowing the things you You define yourself. I define myself. So basically, when you just want to communicate with a person, uh, not getting into their pants or asking about their gender, you can ask uh, which pronoun do they answer to. And my pronouns in English are they, them. Should I need to say in Hebrew as well? No, no. Okay, so in English, it's they, them. Just for our listeners, Hebrew is a little it, more complicated because yes. you have uh, you don't say you. There's a you for females and a you for males, yes. so it's a bit different. Yes, Yonavolach, right. uh, uh, which is a very famous uh, Israeli poet, uh, said that Hebrew is a sex maniac language. Uh, it's obsessed about gender. Right. Yes. So. Um, that's about it. Uh, so, that, so that's <laughs> so they them, and if you can ask about identity, my identity is uh, I'm a non-binary trans person, which means I'm not a boy or a girl, a woman or a man. I'm. Uh, you're neither, or you're both. It's it's or mostly it's mostly 
first of all, I'm I'm just me. Well, I kind of exist. But that that goes for everybody. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. But my gender is fluid. Like uh, we we say in the community, uh, gender queer, which means my gender is non-binary, and out of all gender queer identities, mine is fluid. Like sometimes I can feel either this or that or neither or both or some combination of but i don't meaning when i say i'm just me i mean i don't wake up in the morning and think okay today i'm a man mm-hmm. or okay now i'm a woman or okay it's four o'clock let's be a f- i don't know whatever no it's maybe just, if you were more ocd you would schedule it <laughs> i might of like have times a day i might i might uh First of all, I was OCD enough, <laughs> and now everything's cool, so let's not even go there. But uh, my question is, oh, going back to Eitan's mm-hmm. uh, question, so when did you start feeling that way? Okay, so interestingly, en- interestingly enough, uh, I started feeling things, in v- I-, I felt things in various ages, and I kind of came together at some point. I'll okay. explain. So first of all, in my childhood, I think I kind of had the perception of myself as a girl, but not necessarily. For instance, when some people wanted to be, I don't know, doctors, lawyers, firemen, women, whatever, cops, I wanted to be a yeshiva boy. Because, really? Yes. Wait, so we I think we need to go a bit farther back. You were born as Uh no, that's something you don't ask a person. Ah, you don't? No, because it's like asking what's the size of your I don't know if I should ah, Ethan okay. is getting a little <laughs> some education. Getting, yeah, Basic. no, this is good, right? This is how you learn. Yeah. So so you don't ask that. But no. isn't that important to understand kind of the journey sometimes, of someone? Sometimes it depends on the person. Okay. Uh like sometimes for instance, I don't know. Um, for you, if you want to understand the journey, you can ask, for instance, if I grew up in a very heteronormative environment. Okay. Okay. And what about then, your birth name? Is that is no? That okay, so legitimate to ask, or so also ba- no? Basically, uh, in the in the trans jargon, you call it dead naming when you talk about a person's name uh, yeah. before trans like, the name okay. of, before transitioning. Some people share name their names. Some people share photos. Some people are very uh, like they embrace the whole transition, the whole process. I think that it's really about um, being very confident about your identity, like a mixture between being very confident about your identity, putting yourself out there as a public speaker, and um, being um, also being in a very supportive environment sometimes uh, allows that, like to, to open up to yourself uh, as you were before transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and, uh, and, and I think it's, it's an important way of educating people yeah. that, uh, that if you're not my doctor or if you're not getting in bed with me with my consent and, and uh, approval and 
I don't know, uh, <laughs> uh, pleasure, uh, then you shouldn't ask what's between my legs okay. or... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. We didn't ask that, yo, just yo. for the record. No, but most people, when they ask what were you born as, they after I tell them how to exactly what happened well, here... We're speaking about gender now, not no, about so, physical... So gender... Gender. I mean, okay, yeah. You can, as I said, if I grew up in a heteronormative environment, then gender had an effect on me. For instance, like if you ask me that question, I'll say yes. My like, um, I don't know. The teachers were very gender oriented. Right. I felt like I could not express my feelings. I could not whatever. You know. Um, yeah. Like there is, you can paint a picture. Not necessarily knowing what I, w I was assigned at birth. Uh, but my whole story kind of says what I was assigned at birth, mm -hmm. uh, which is female. I also, I have to say something that I think is that question is not, it, it is very important regarding gender and how you experience the world and how you grew up and what were the expectations and, and uh, the norms you, you live by. But physically i think it's very it's it's wrong i'll i'll explain okay <clears throat> what is wrong to ask what were you uh, assigned mm -hmm. as in birth uh i'll, I'll okay, explain. explain so basically uh when we're born and we're assigned uh male female male or female or intersex okay you know what inter intersex is like if you're born with both Genitals? So intersex is, uh, well, non, non, uh, I don't remember the word. Um, should, should, should I say in Hebrew? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> unidentified. Okay. So unidentified, yeah. uh, sex, um, like sex, uh, trades, like, It could be okay, I see, yeah. like physical traits. It could be genitalia. Uh huh. But basic, and that's what they assign us uh, by genitalia. Right. So uh -huh. sometimes you can see, like once, uh, someone asked me what I was assigned as, and she was quite old, and she and I told her that's not polite. And then she said, "No, I was a nurse in the seventies, and a child was born, and we didn't know what that was, because the genitalia was." completely both. I lost you the child was born in the hospital in a hospital so it can be She both it can be neither it yeah. can be sometimes it's sometimes, hidden sometimes you have like yeah. a, like a external genitalia but you uh, have a, of a male but you actually have ovaries that's extremely yeah. rare it's not yeah. that rare I'll, I'll j just a sec okay. we're not even at the end of the explanation okay okay so basically so genitalia okay uh -huh. so we're speaking of genitalia right um But there are many others, <laughs> other um, traits that we're not even taking into consideration. For instance, uh, hormone levels. Hormone levels, both male and female uh, individuals have male and female, like by in a healthy situation, have male and female hormones. Uh, but the levels and the balance is something that you don't, the, the hospital doesn't check Uh, and they can't because you're not in puberty yet. You're just born. Mm. So you, you don't have results for that. There is chromosomes, uh, XY, mm -hmm. XX, but there are many other different types of chromosomes. Uh, 
it, I don't want to think YYZ. You can even find it on Wiki, like the most uh, uh, accessible. It. Yeah, Google it. Um, also, uh, go, um, like gonad glands, uh, ovaries and testicles, they don't work until they don't function until you're in puberty. And also uh, secondary uh, features like facial hair, like body structure and stuff like that. They only reveal themselves mm-hmm. when you're uh, when you're uh, in puberty. And I have two friends, two friends that lived one in the block next to where I was born, and one in the um, the building next to where I was born. Uh, which are um, intersex. intersex. And uh, they're basically, socially, they're trans women because they were assigned men. Uh, they were assigned as, like, f- male, and, and now they're, tr- like, trans women. But physically, they're intersex. They're, they both grew up as intersex because uh, of a syndrome uh, of the Y chromosome that more and more women are coming out and speak like trans women are coming but out medically is that uh a disorder <clears throat> specifically the the that physical I'm, i'm not talking about gender right now yeah but if you are born with a male genitalia but your hormones mm-hmm. are abnormal or not male is mm. that considered by you know what i'm asking yeah well i'm not a doctor okay and uh pe- true, i don't know yeah, yeah. Truly... people people refer to some conditions as this and that syndrome i don't remember okay. exactly the name of the syndrome we're okay. speaking of but the syndrome syndrome created basically it was uh um it was um it created a situation where the the level of hormones both male and female hormones in their bodies were almost down to zero mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like one of them told me that When she, uh, in puberty, uh, when she, for instance, drank or ate something with soy, she had hot flashes because it has phytoestrogen, estrogen from nature. And when she, uh, she practiced sports, uh, she started growing uh, facial hair because when you practice sports, your level of testosterone. But isn't that almost so anecdotal? We're getting, we're getting off topic, though, because right. I, wanna, I do want to get back to it, but... We we started with why is it wrong to ask the question, yeah, so, and then I also want to get back because our original question yeah, was to talk about you a little me. bit. But the question, so I, I think it's an important issue because uh, I wanted to ask you because, I mean, if we don't ask questions, how can we, like, shouldn't it be like, I would want to suggest mm-hmm. that it's okay to ask any question, but then it's legitimate to say, I don't want to talk about it. Right, because if we if we're afraid to ask questions, then how can we get better in understanding? Well, you can ask me any question. I'm, I'm not talking. I'm not talking about you specifically. You said in general, in it's general. not allowed to ask some kinds of no, questions. No, uh, what do you mean allowed? People ask them every day. I, I'm. I would not ask you what is the size of your penis. But it's not necessarily because, the same. No, but. Well, of course, it's the same. To me, it's like us. If someone wants to communicate with me, they do not have to know which gender I was assigned at birth. I they just can ask me what What are your pronouns, and then we could. Well, talk I think about I agree. I agree with I agree with 
you a bit and you a bit. I, th I think How that there are <laughs> questions. There are questions that are impolite to ask mm -hmm. in in normal society, right? I don't ask like you said the size of your penis, but I also don't ask you, you know, how often do you have sex? I wouldn't ask someone I work with how much they're making. There are there are questions that aren't polite. Yeah, but if we're if we're if we were to be sitting here and having a discussion about or penis sizes. No, if we were sitting here to, and having yeah. a conversation about penis sizes and how they correlate the culture, or I don't know what, yeah. then it, I mean, maybe, well, I guess it still, that, would, that it still wouldn't be polite, <laughs> I guess. It still wouldn't be polite. It would be, for, it would be interesting be, for be some intrusive. people. Yeah. But I'm not, and, and, I know. Are are we talking about transgenderism as a cultural thing? So, as a cultural thing, as a cultural topic, I think it's in. I think that people still are not well educated, and some of that uh, is regarding to questions that they should ask, and some are regarding the questions they shouldn't ask. No, that's interesting. <laughs> the I mean, question I... is, for me, is... Okay, I get it that for you, for example, if you tell me that for you, that question is like asking uh, someone his the size of his... Wait, yeah, just yeah. a second. I get that it, for you, it's the <laughs> same. I, I'm not arguing with it. I totally <laughs> accept it. But maybe for someone else, it, it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You I know understand. I understand. So what maybe that... some people would feel comfortable, and I can't know for sure... Yeah. The the thing is, I'll just say that some people actually ask what I have between my legs. That's they don't. That, they don't even cover that. They don't even cover that. But you that's can see. Obviously, you can be, that's wrong. You can see it in people's eyes what they mean, and sometimes I know. I know they don't mean any harm, but I would prefer them to just ask how to communicate with me, and if they want to ask something about my gender roles, how I perceive them, how I was educated, then ask that. Don't ask what I was assigned as. Okay. And also, for instance, I had a talk with someone yesterday and we spoke about uh, trans men being rude, like being uh, privileged uh, uh, or being rude. And the fact that if you're acting in a rude way, it doesn't matter how you were assigned. If people look at you and see you as a threat, then you, you should check yourself. So even if you were raised as a girl and you're being an asshole, don't be an asshole. <laughs> yeah, it's quite obvious. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's not. It's not. Apparently it's not, not that obvious. Yeah, so okay. uh, regarding um, so back to you, back to, be yeah. an back to your your life story. Then. So so basically, so you dreamed of being a yeshiva boy. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll explain. I basically. mean, that's just weird in general. <laughs> <laughs> like... Don't don't uh, judge. Maybe other people listening to this dreamt of I being was a yeshiva, yeshiva boy. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> I didn't dream of it. It's 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 very exciting have, that you I, got I, to I didn't live dream of dream. it. I have nightmares of that. Oh uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I if there's a syndrome of dreaming of being a yeshiva boy. Yeah, it's like a... it might. <laughs> Uh, so why, why did you dream of being a yeshiva boy? So, so basically, a few reasons. First of all, they rest, They are dressed really nicely. They have uh, style. Like they, they have style. They have like the suits. The and Shababnik. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they had the suits and everything. So I was kind of into the suits. And also, I think... <coughs> um, I think two other reasons. One is the fact that they studied away from home. And... Uh, they kind of had like a freedom feel, uh, like they were independent. To them, that were independent. 
they were free to study and they also were always in groups i was extremely not popular <laughs> I, i was so so uh unpopular it was really sad and um they were kind of studying in groups and and hanging around in groups and i'm like wow Chavuta. Chavuta, exactly yeah, yeah so i i was really so you were you saw them hanging around yeah 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 i your... live i'm from Petah Tikva, so oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're everywhere yeah <laughs> no so, they, it's like so it's what was what, what was the point where you decided <clears throat> okay uh I don't know, you felt different. And so, what, at what point did you decide also to like, I don't know what the proper term is, but come out? So or? basically, oh, so it's it's a long story, uh, kind of. Give uh, us the abridged version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of, um, it's it's basically, uh, it has a few stages. First stage was me uh, understanding I'm bisexual at the age of 16. Then coming to the understanding that I... I'm attracted only to women, which kind of changed, but only to women when I uh, was 17, coming out in front of my parents, like in front of my parents at 19. And then interesting things uh, started to happen. Um, well, along the years, I felt I have a very, like things regarding... my i don't know if it was my identity actually if i i knew that this is what it was but things started coming up for instance um i was in the bathroom once and i put my hand on my chest i wasn't wearing anything except for boxers and i did not feel my like feminine chest i felt a masculine chest and like i didn't feel breasts um And like physically, like, you didn't yeah, feel physically like uh, it was like the, the what age are we? 23. Okay. Um, and um, what does that mean? Though? I don't know. It was just a very like I, I, I thought of that for a second. And of course, a day after and a few times after that, it just felt very natural. It did not feel like my body is feeling something that is not in tune with me. And and I, ha- I have to ask, how, uh, if I can, yeah. how, how did your parents react to you? Uh, no, I'm not speaking about oh, my okay. family. So, That's all right. Uh, yeah. So out of your... respect. So basically, I didn't like I put my I didn't put my hand be- my hands. between my legs or anything it just to feel what's going on there i just i didn't think about it i just thought okay so this is what i feel right now and it's not strange to me it's exciting it's it feels right but i don't really know why and then <clears throat> uh we'll get to that mo- like we'll get to we'll get to go back at the end so um so we're per- proceeding to the age of 30 i'm basically 35 going on 36 so we did the math <laughs> <laughs> uh so proceeding to the age of 30 i i sat at the tlv fest which is the tel aviv uh, lgbtq uh, film festival and i came to watch um um 
like a, a screening of a few short documentaries about trans women. And I always had, by the way, I had a very, very strong connection to the trans community. For instance, one of the friends that were, uh, that the intersex friends that were, uh, that that lived, I, yeah, yeah, that lived near me. She was my, I think, first or second love interest. Mm. Uh, she was very, very feminine in childhood. She was very, like, beautiful and uh, very, very brave, as I saw it. She was, like, a hero to me. Mm -hmm. And um, not even knowing what's going on, just, like, the vibes. You feel like a family. We're still friends. We kind of... Uh, drifted apart and then came back together uh, as like to to rekindle the friendship. So, so anyways, what happened was <coughs> I went to the movie theater to see that a uh, bunch of uh, uh, short documentaries about trans women, and then I discovered that I I kind of missed something, and it were documentaries about trans men. <laughs> there were documentaries about trans men, uh, which I knew about. I knew of the concept. But I didn't encounter it too much, or at least some parts of my brain that were not developed enough to 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 make the the connection connection between my identity and the the trans male and identity, whatever. So I sat there in the movie theater. And at some point, where when all the movies ended, I just cr sat there and cried. And I was like, why am I crying? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? And I'm 30. Like, I've been living as a lesbian most of my adult life till then. Like, all of my adult life till then, basically. And, uh, and I was kind of... Okay, uh, what if am I a trans guy? Is this am, am I'm a coward? What's 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 going on? So, um, I asked to to meet uh, a friend after Pride that year. Uh, it was like I think a few days after um, the the screening, and uh, we sat down together. And she told me, I told her that I'm a like, this is very confusing and what's going on. And she she's a trans woman. She told me, she told me, listen, I'll tell you what a friend of mine, a trans woman, told me when I told her that I want to transition. She told me, get ready to lose everything. <laughs> what did she mean? <laughs> to lose your family, your friends, mm. your job, everything you've worked for, for everything you, um, you care for, everything. But gain yourself. Yeah, exactly. So she didn't say, but gain yourself. But I kind of gladly you filled, you filled, filled the, the, blank. The, the blank in my head. Because I, I understood that even if I'll lose everything, which do, do it does happen. People do suffer from losing everything where when they transition. Um, at least I'll gain myself. I'll and be, now in hindsight, is, was it worth it? Yes, of course. Just but did you actually lose everything, like I, the prophecy? I I, I, lo uh, I lost some. But not everything. And I gained a lot. Uh -huh. And it's not black and white. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I, some some of the things I gained are not necessarily good things, some of the things. Right. But when you're uh, marked by society as different, first of all, I was marked as different from the get-go. So 
a redhead for crying out loud. <laughs> can, you, can, you, can you, I know you said you don't want to talk about certain things, but can you tell us about something that, that you did lose that? Yeah, I think, the, and that's one of the, the, the part of what I, wh- why I'm dealing with, uh, uh, diversity inclusion and, in, in, in uh, <clears throat> and uh, work environments, uh, and I also have a Facebook group for uh, um, um, like jobs for uh, trans people. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think I kind of lost my swag <laughs> in the in um, sending uh, job applications, going to interviews. I'm the like the the master of of job interviews um also pretty nicely educated and i have tons of experience in different things but when your cv says that you were a volunteer and this and that people uh, deduct yes like when you are uh, like if you do do I don't know, public speaking about trans issues or you volunteer with LGBTQ youth or you had your drag uh, um, nights, which you started and you managed and you artistically managed and you performed and you also um, um, hosted, then somehow it's not... uh, When it's LGBT, it, it... kind of it kind of stops being uh professional professional uh information and starts being personal and i'm like why is it personal Mm -hmm. i managed 20 people (laughs) but you're open about your your personal life story so people see that and then they it derogates from your kind of in their eyes from your uh i don't know qualification yeah yeah people people are very uh quick to I'll show how how uh, welcoming they are, but necess- but and then they kind of theory like yeah, they'll theory. be very nice to you in the yeah. in the meeting, but then they won't accept you to do the job. For yes, example. because they they would think like for instance, I I went to uh, for an interview at um, when I I was thinking I, first of all I don't I I, I want to be like I'm I, I'm not planning on being working for anyone I'm, I'm a freelancer and i'm independent so just now starting yeah but uh when i wanted to be employed uh but by the way this is part of the reason i i i it's it kind of quiets my my heart and my head <laughs> it's just i feel in a safer place when i don't need to prove my just prove my professionalism and not prove that I'm worthy of spending so much time in your offices. Like, this should be my second home. It goes back to your obsession with yeshiva boys. <laughs> Independence. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and exactly. Um, and uh, so, so for instance, I went to uh, I went to an interview at a, at a company that had a branch in Ramat Gan. And they kind of, after being very clear about the fact they love customers coming in trying to get a job at that spe- the specific branch they use as customers because they love it and they can market it um they just gently moved me uh and they moved me to to get in like they 
to get interviewed in the Tel Aviv branch because they base it's like the no rules uh, gay branch. Yeah, it's a gym, so you know, oh, right? Okay. And I'm like, it's like one kilometer between the two. Yeah, more yeah. More or less between the but, two places. But a century. Yeah, <laughs> a century. But century basically, apart. what they what they actually said is. Uh, we will not stand by your side if you encounter a transphobic client. Like, in in essence, what they said. Right. Um, and go sell... Uh, go sell to the, the mostly gay guys. They probably would enjoy that uh, more than, I don't know, business people in Ramad Gan. And I'm like, but trans people everywhere and we are we're like we deserve to communicate with different Mm -hmm. types of populations and getting treated as a part of the population respectfully and i'm quite talented and what are you doing it's like telling to an african-american in in manhattan go go to the go go to the harlem well, not anymore. Branch Harlem or, now yeah, is but, like, you, know, <laughs> you get my point. It's been gentrified. Yeah. Um, but, uh, okay, so let's get to, we don't so have So basically, much, yeah. basically what happened was after the conversation with that uh, friend, uh, I had a conversation with another friend and they told me that they are genderqueer. And I'm like, what's that? And they're like, I don't know, I kind of feel my gender is not different, with like not a man or a woman. I specifically feel it fluid. And I'm like, oh my God, that's me. And and then it kind of, everything fell into place. And uh, I started thinking about gender completely different. Uh, I, like, I, like my eyes opened up, basically. Um, like for instance, I have facial hair, right? So mm-hmm. it's yeah, not- the audience. Yeah, yeah, I have you. I Unless you're watching our Facebook videos, which exactly. you should, you should. Uh, you <clears throat> Even tell. if you're listening, you should listen. Then go like, I can, and watch I can, it. My stubbles. No, <laughs> <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I tried to. So, so you were. Wait, so basically, was, I have face facial hair, and the facial uh-huh. hair is not. Uh, 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 it's not testosterone. Me and like you know, taking testosterone. It's, natural. it's just it's natural, and um, I I fought with it for a few years. Um and uh, like with tweezers and shit, like it's it, it was insane. It was extremely painful, and then I thought, wow, I can experience, uh, I can express my manhood by uh not fighting with my facial hair. And then I thought to myself, what? Why do? Uh, why are women not allowed to have facial hair? Why is it expressing my manhood? It's part of my body, and I was assigned female. There you go. Uh, was assigned female, and it's part of my body. Maybe I'm intersex. Maybe I'm not. But basically, women have facial hair. Women have hair to protect their bodies and keep their them warm, like any other creature in nature. And uh, well, some don't. But yeah, I was just having this conversation with my little sister. There you she go. Was like, I'm thinking of growing out my armpit hair, and I was like, "Don't do that." <laughs> I know you probably did, would disagree, but I, I, I so I feel Why? like because it's would you say that to a guy? No, I, I agree. There's like certain I don't know. If they're, I, I, don't I don't see know if your. They're, I, I see. I can see your chest hair up to here, you and your even in short sleeves, yeah, you can see my. Uh, no, explain, no, yeah, you can see your chest hair. So I, so I think perceive. that I think that 
I mean, I don't know how I perceive it. Part of it comes from just an, like an urge, like a nat, right? You you like say things sometimes from just like a like an inner place. You're like, it just doesn't seem not right, but can't control it. I'm a I'm aware that it probably it's a social norm. Yeah. It's a social norm. No, you can't control how you feel about it. You can you can perceive you. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll okay. So wait. So let me just. I, I'm saying I I understand that a hu- big part of it is a social norm, but I think that the the drive to be normal isn't always a bad one. Like I think that it there it's a good to play with the line, but like you know, and I'm not gonna. I, I don't think that. You I don't know. think that uh, normal is a thing. I think that people are very simple and very complicated. Um. um like altogether very simple and very complicated. And I think that uh, given the fact that we are in societies that um, occupy lands and not in like traveling societies and we, um, we need to be aligned, we need to be controlled, we need to be uh, statistically measured, we need to be uh, made sense of... Um, and we need to be productive to society in a very specific form, which is now being um, consume well con- being a consumer mm-hmm. uh, and 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 uh, dealing with money and and uh, power. Then um, statistics are very twisted in people's favors. Um, and most people, this is just from personal conversations, most people are so disconnected from themselves and are so like living a very, um, how, how should I say? Um, Restrictive lives? No, it's like, yeah, yeah. They kind of uh, push away thoughts that might be good for them, but not good for society as people are trying. So but wait, me, wait, wait, for wait, instance, but, but for, if, for instance, I'll show you something. Okay. I'll tell you something. Most of the people I, enc- I encounter, which are very mainstream, would tell you things like, yeah, I wanted to be an actor, but uh, there wasn't any money and uh, there wasn't any whatever. And now I'm a, I'm a lawyer. Right. It doesn't mean that person is not frustrated. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, but my question is that if I showed you a research, let's mm-hmm. just go along with me here. That said that in Western society, mm-hmm. seven out of ten men mm-hmm. find facial hair in females mm-hmm. appalling. Okay, would you say that that's because of social norms, or is it an evolutionary instinctual? Or maybe a little bit of both social or norms. One hundred percent. Yes, because because I feel that. Um, what do you mean? I feel okay. So basically, uh, gender gender is basically uh, the social norms assigned to people at, um, according to how they were assigned at, in birth. Okay, at birth. Based on some minimal biological element. Basically, if we're speaking of researches. Most uh, like, mm, researches show that there aren't a lot of differences. That like statistics do meet in the in the middle when you when you uh, cross enough like big data. 
men and women eventually are not that different because everyone is co- like people are complex uh trades are trades and uh for instance I'll like uh when you walk around you kind of like I for instance I don't know I'm kind of curvy okay I'm not I'm talking about physically I'm curvy okay but I saw men with curves that would not shame me I I I when I walk around in Israel most women are uh shorter shorter than I am but when I walk around in Europe most women are my height and taller um I know some cultures uh don't mind women with facial hair uh it's like uh, historically um for instance in some i don't know the 14th century when men uh wore wigs and and uh uh and uh makeup, makeup and uh, uh heels uh to make them taller and to make them But- grander or or um i know uh, corsets um and uh but back to my question the thing is okay you th- you th- you think that it's social back to my analogy but couldn't it because we do have some uh things that we can't stand or that we are attracted to that are more um evolutionary instinctual of course right uh, so there is a chance for maybe instance it is i'll, like, I'll, I'll tell you this saying? i'll tell you this basically uh what most people find appalling by instinct is uh the danger of catching diseases okay for instance they don't like rats or cockroaches That's because they theory. pass the Jesus okay it's it, a theory it's you, I'm not sure if it was proven by science that this is That's how they theorize why we no, are but appalled. I try, I try not to talk about things that we're not proven by science when I talk about science. Uh, <laughs> so it is proven by science. Yes. Okay. Um, um, basically, as, uh, as an instinct, instinct of survival. Okay? okay. So you could say uh, if there's uh, a massive um, growth of hair in an un... uh sterile like and not a clean space a damp place whatever uh bacteria can develop okay but if you keep your hygiene well that won't happen so it depends on how society um I, I, how society tells the story uh, tells the, the story of the phenomenon and also It might even have have something to do with um I know if we would talk about survival of the fittest uh and not only the physical survival of some race like we still have hair, okay, we're not monkeys, but we still have hair, okay um it's basically part of our bodies um and it's part of our uh puberty and um but It might be that the perception of being hairless or the like the the preference of uh people that have lesser hair uh when they get married and they uh, uh kind of mix up their genes, maybe the next generation would be less hairy maybe that that would create some kind of but basically it's 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 something that defends our skin. It's, it keeps us warm it like it locks in air 
it it defends us if we get like these like if you notice uh the hairiest places especially in female bodies are the most vulnerable places genitalia armpits whatever our head is filled with hair uh-huh. we need to protect it right and then the follow-up question okay we say it's a social phenomena mm-hmm. but still people who grew up let's say for 60 years with that social yeah. I- implementation or i don't know how you would call it can you judge them for for you know that it, the fact that it's hard for them to change it. Uh, first of because all, because it's not easy. We can we can agree it's not easy to change something that was that society burned on on your skin. Yeah. So first of all, I I I, I will preferably not judge as I would not like to be judged. Okay, fair enough. Um, and I also understand that it takes uh, some. I want to use the word courage, damn it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it takes some, um, it takes a choice to be yourself, okay, and to ask questions. Because you can choose not to be yourself and not to ask questions and live your life. It doesn't mean you're actually living it, but you're alive <laughs> and you're kind of getting by. Um, I would, I, I, okay, so being queer, like that word, we, which we did not speak of, uh, because we spoke about gender queer, but being queer is basically asking questions. You can be heterosexual and queer. You can be homosexual. Like, you can be uh, questions cisgender. Questions about yourself. Questions about what society is teaching you. Like, about things that society is, like, Chewing you, chewing up for you, and feeding you with. Um, so, is, and that's the. Could we the think end. of? Could we think of? Because when, I mean, I sat here listening, and I'm, I was thinking about it, and I'm trying to find kind of some parallel. But I wonder, I mean, we, to me, something that's a very much a social construct is clothing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how far back it. I mean, so should we all be walking around naked? You get what I'm saying? No, we should all be walking around however we like without being judged by other people. Including naked? First of all, I think, I think that, I think that, okay, so. It might not be, it might not be a good parallel. I don't know. No, 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 no. Okay, so listen, basically, I think people should communicate more, Okay. And I, it's not for me to say we should freaking walk around naked. I'm not the 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 person that decides everything. You're not the minister of yeah. I'm not clothing. the minister of 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 human. We should have a minister of clothing. Because no. <laughs> some yeah. people are fashion. First, uh, yeah, yeah. Criminals. First of all, I would love to be be the minister of clothing. <laughs> I'm really good at Although that. Before the recording, you said you said you're not into uh, practical politics, but. Institutionalized. Institutional, uh, institution. No, but, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Volunteer well, minister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it, well, clothing affects uh, so many things, like the lives of so many people. But never mind. Yeah. Basically, I think that it's not a decision of a mind to make how people should walk around, whether clothes with clothed or not. And it's not my decision to make or any other person. This person's decision to make as well, uh, how um, 
not clothes or not, but as well. Um, but um, but I think which clothes as well because I don't like, for instance, myself. I really like mixing what is considered feminine and masculine. I mostly wear uh, men's. I I I'm like yeah yeah um, men's uh, clothes, but I they're colorful. Um, they're floral. They have prints. Um, and I also wear um, not dresses, but galabia. How do you say galabia in English? Do you like a, a jalabia? Jalabia. I think. Jalabina. But, yeah. I, I think, but clar- <laughs> clarify the. Qu- so what you what, what you're no, getting at is that sometimes I think I think society... what I'm saying is that no, what I'm saying is that there's there's uh, first of all I'm sensing that you're a libertarian at heart. <laughs> maybe maybe an anarchist almost but uh <laughs> but but that's exactly the line is i think that there are certain no there are certain no there are certain things that are harmless enough that you know the rule of law and the mo- rule of like what's good and bad and the rule of like what's normal and not normal and what's right and wrong those are all different lines i think the ru- i don't agree that no one should dictate that we can walk around we can't walk around naked no i mean no one person no one per- that's why i'm not libertarian and don't curse at me because i did not curse at you <laughs> but so I'll, i'll tell you this okay. i think that um if people would make first of all you offended our guest <laughs> <laughs> I, i don't see i see it as a compliment but yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, i think that first of all i am i do have an issue with the concept of countries because i think that uh when people tried to like master the puppets it kind of sucks mm-hmm. uh if public servants would serve the public more than they serve their own pockets that could, might work okay and if people won't bother to kill each other over land that might work okay but uh basically that's what's what's going on so i'm not all for <laughs> it doesn't it's not necessarily the country i'm in it's like all the the, the concept Yeah. Okay. Uh we are basically living under the same roof, which is earth, which does not belong to us. It belongs to the fact that it exists. Okay? It belongs to nature. Nature is stronger than us. Nature has and will and to till eternity will fuck us up. If we 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 try to mess that's with that's why it. we should fuck it up. No, that's that's <laughs> it. <laughs> I don't know. After your uh, compliments, supposed compliments, I'm not I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> so so basically, we're animals. Okay, we're very intelligent animals, but we shouldn't like get it. Let it get to our heads. Um and and um, I think that if we treat each other fairly respectfully and not give each other grief about expressing ourselves less people would get violent stressed and suffer detached um less feelings would be repressed Agreed. like but there's got to be rules of the game 
You get what I'm saying? Like we, I can't, we want, yeah. I can't, I can't slap you. I can't, you know, you can't slap me. Like we can't, like there's got to be some basic rules, and that's what I guess the discussion. I is think like. that I think that. Um, that's where I see. I, think, I guess I I'm think, saying that's where I see government is like there's got to be some rules, and someone's got to. How keep do we it. get I think, from armpit hair to that though? No, because okay, so that's a different thing. <laughs> that's, that's a different. different no, because that, that, set that, of rules. Then what I'm saying is like. What 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 I'm saying is that I think it's a matter of meaning norms aren't necessarily always a bad thing. And I, I think, think that, that people, not one person, should should set norms. I think people yeah. should sit down. First of all, take a deep breath, okay? If someone, um, I don't remember what you said, something about feelings and not being able to uh, not being able to control. Uh, your feelings like this is something I your, fear your, right yeah, now your, your, yeah. your emotions right okay so yeah. for instance so, that society yeah sometimes talks. I don't know you can get into a conversation with a person and a person could say something and you get angry but basically it's just on the that's the expression of what you feel what you feel is offended you feel that it triggered something from your past you triggered like that person maybe uh you feel that person is condescending maybe you feel different things right but you're mad so you don't need to be concentrated on the the the, the, the physical expression of your feelings you need to to understand what you're actually feeling but that's expecting a lot from most people i think that that's the problem uh because what society final sentence we have to okay i think that what up. society created is people not being in the moment and not just taking a deep breath to understand like what they're feeling for instance if someone sees a trans person walking down the street they don't think about their legs hitting the pavement they don't think about uh seeing a person they think about the stigmas about trans people they think about if they're attracted to that person and oh my god i'm attracted to the person what would my family say uh what what does it say about me am i straight am i gay and then they freaking end up beating up that person just because they were not in a moment of just taking a deep breath taking a deep breath and understanding you're walking in front of a person just and that's that and you can okay i think that's something we can agree yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh before we go uh like how can people contact you you do lectures yeah and um, so if a Jewish community somewhere wants to have you, how, how do people contact yeah, you? I, I basically, I lectured abroad already. Uh, I also lectured about the history of Israeli drag, by the way, not okay. only uh, sexuality. I to ask about the connection <laughs> Israel and Jewish, but yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe a next follow-up episode. Yeah, I had, a, I had an amazing lecture uh, um, in Belgrade. In a queer film festival. Wow. Yeah, they tore up my passport when I came <laughs> back because I'm trans. It's beautiful. It was beautiful. But that's oh, a shit. follow-up. Yeah. Uh, so basically, um, you can contact me at uh, my email, uh, Shirley Charlie, uh, Shirley with an e- E-Y. E-Y and Charlie with an I-E-K, Shirley Charlie K at gmail.com. Okay. 
can find me on social. Well, Facebook uh, will post link yeah, to your Facebook. Yeah, and uh, Instagram. Instagram, whatever. okay. Um, yeah, I would love to come lecture. over and uh, lecture and talk. And share my experiences. Definitely. Awesome. Before we go, I do want to say one last thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I, no, I want to apologize. I want to apologize because uh, we asked at the beginning about uh, what you were born as, and I realized why. First of all, I want to apologize. I, I don't mean to. I never want to offend anybody, but I. Uh, I think I realized. I think that I assume since you're a public figure, that you are willing to talk about because usually I think public figures are more open about their yeah. personal and are willing, especially about the domain in which yeah. they are a public. So figure. as as you can so. see, I, I was first of all thank you for apologizing. It's very kind of you. Uh, the, uh, most people don't have the courtesy. Um, I am open, but I do think people should be educated. Okay, mm -hmm. so we learned. Yes. And now before we go, we are collaborating with the Jewish Journal. They're at. Uh, JewishJournal.com. They have podcasts. They have articles. They're in LA, and you should check them out. JewishJournal.com. And also, we do this on our free guy time, guys. So if you want to donate, to NJB.com/slash/donate. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you, you, Shirley Charlie. It was a pleasure. Thank Bye. you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.